Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in. And if you're new to listening to the podcast, uh, thanks for joining us. And please be sure to tell your friends about it. Uh, gosh, even your real estate colleagues and your title colleagues, because it's all transferable, all this information that we're talking about. Um, today, I have um, Nathan Rusty with me again. We spoke um, recently, or not recently, but um, previously about... Um, Workspace, I call it Workspace HR, you know, doing lunch and learns at, at uh, companies, et cetera, and he had a great strategy for that. And today I thought I'd bring him on for, um, for sale by owners. So, um, Nathan, welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. We're happy to have you. Thank you, Jennifer, for our second uh, round here. I appreciate uh, you allowing me to be on your platform. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to have you. So something about you that I just want to share, uh, first of all, well, yeah, something about you that I want to share is that you're known as the Nordstrom of mortgage lending. And I'd like to just tap into that whole concept and how that's, um, you know, really come out over your career, um, you know, because all of us think that we have really great service like Nordstrom, but what really perpetuated this, this terminology to differentiate yourself? Um, I've been doing lending since, uh, been in this space since 1988, and everybody competes with fees and, and rates, and consumers, that's what they call everybody, what's your rate, what's your fees, what's your cost, and it's not always about that. We're always taught that, Jennifer, you know, yeah. present payment. I don't sell anything. If you, if you come across selling, that's what it's going to sound like, but if you present um, options for these people, then have them make that determination on which route they want to go. So you've got to know product knowledge. You've got to speak like you've been in the business of professional. You've got to treat yourself as a professional. If you don't, consumers are going to see right through that, especially today. When I started in 88, they're not as educated as they are today because of the Internet and what people have gone through in the past. So I wanted to bring that level of service to the consumer is communicate we don't do enough communication in our business and that's the number one factor with realtors and loan officers that we don't communicate with our consumer. If you communicate via, I mean, we've got so much technology today with the texts, with uh, phone calls, with emails, um, with mail, there's a lot of platforms that we can communicate with the consumer. And if you treat yourself as a professional, you convey that they're going to treat you as a professional. So you've got to, I don't like saying take, take, take yourself to the next level, but if you differentiate yourself between that average loan officer and communicate, that's all it takes. You are going to be successful in this business, whether it's good, poor, bad, indifferent. If you stick your head in the sand, the problem is not going to go away. So communicate will 
bring to that next um, step that you need to become a professional and towards that Nordstrom experience when you communicate efficiently to the consumer, to the escrow, the title, to the appraiser, to whoever, realtors, whoever you communicate with. That's all, that's all people want to know, just like we do. What's going on? Right. Just let yeah. me know what's going on. So we need to convey that to our affiliates, to ever who's involved in that transaction. And guess what? You're going to pick up more business that way because you've treated everybody um, with professionalism, and they're going to see that and feel that, and knowing that, hey, rate is not going to be a factor at that point uh, unless you're way off, and the fees are not going to be a factor at that point because you're paying for your professionalism, your experience that they get when you go to a hiring store. Right, right. Well, and you know, and in your your song that you're singing is is, is as old as time. You know, yeah. when I put, first put together my um, loan process, um, gosh, maybe in 1980. Five or 86, something like that, you know, that was the, that's what I led with was, you know, the biggest frustration that realtors have is the lack of communication by loan officers. And here we are almost, you know, 30 years later, and we still have this same issue. And, you know, I just want to point out with having Amazon Prime and eBay and, you know, all these online um, uh, aggregators of us being able to purchase, Nordstrom's still going very strong. You know, people Absolutely. still want to have that, that uh, great client experience. So, well, thank you for sharing that for, with us. I think that's really important. You know, again, when, you know, if you're listening in, anytime that you hear these kinds of things, and I know they sound, you know, it's another repeat of the same thing, but it is true. And so the question would be, why are you not doing anything about it if you aren't? You know, there's obviously some truth there. Okay, so let's let's get into, well, oh, by the way, Nathan, how, how's production this year? I know everybody's a little off, but, but where, do you, where are you going to land this year and what are you looking to do next year? Um, I'm looking, everything I practically do is online, so I'm not out um, Jennifer pounding the streets as as hard as another loan officer is because that is, that's becoming more and more um, difficult to do is pound the street. So everything I practically do, I get it from referrals, my direct mail, through FISBOs, through my online uh, blogs, through my online YouTube. So a lot of my stuff just comes from online, and I'm not working as hard as I did in the years past, but I'm going to land um, uh, about 82 deals for about $24 million. Uh, so a little down from last year, but still very strong. My loan amount sizes have gone up just because I'm here in California. Next year, I'm looking to do more online strategies to increase that. Um, and that's where my focus has been um, for the last couple of years, has been taking my stuff off the street, put it in, into my office to um, place it online that I can get it that way. I, you know, I listen to a lot of loan officers, Jennifer and you know, I'm taking realtors out, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm, I'm hitting open houses, I'm doing this. And consumers are not out on the streets anymore. Consumers have shifted to an online market um, right. to buy houses, to shop for mortgages, to find that next professional to help them through the home buying process. And if you're not online and if you're not in that space, you're going to lose out. Your, your um, um, loan volume is going to trickle downward very, very fast if you don't shift and make that move now, and it's easy to do, but to continue to pound the streets, which I continue to do, but not as hard as I once was because I look at my dollar value and it's going to be online. So I'm hoping next year when I'm doing now in this uh, fourth quarter, moving in the first quarter, um, putting my efforts in now that it's going to pay off in the first quarter of more online stuff and um, through Facebook and through YouTube and through blogs. 
So I'm, right. I'm hoping to stay in around where I'm at. I fund anywhere between 20 to $30 million consistently a year, and it's just online stuff. I'm, I don't have a team underneath me. It's me with a part-time assistant, so I don't have a lot of people mm-hmm. under me to sit here and do 50, 60, 70 units. I have built my production to handle that 20 to 29 with just me and a part-time assistant. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think that's probably, you know, so tell us about this too. So, you know, since we talked about this Nordstrom, you know, effect, we'll call it the Nordstrom effect. Um, how are you applying that to your online aggregation of um, new business? When I speak about a particular product, um, like the Home Possible through Freddie Mac's product, um, right. I, do a, I do a video with that and I explain it in detail. I, I give um, like a webinar online and I post it on YouTube. I make a blog about it. I send it to realtors. I send it to my existing database, to my people looking to purchase homes and also through my FHA individuals. So when I get that experience, I want them to call me. I do videos, um, you know, clean cut and I do my hair. You, you want to present yourself as a professional. And that's how I bring that online. If you're looking, if you know of anybody that's looking to purchase a home, any uh, neighbors, uh, coworkers, family, friends looking to purchase or refinance a, a, a property, I, I would love to present them some options based on their current financial situation. And then my people, what, what they'll ask me is, well, if I'm not in the position now, then what a lot of realtors and loan officers say is, well, call me when you're ready. Well, let's get you in the position now. If, if I can't do something now. You know, let's get you into something 90 days down the road, but do we need to clean up your credit? Do we need to save some more money? Do we need to work some overtime? Do we need to do something to be in that position to buy in 90 days where a lot of salespeople, uh, loan officers and realtors, Jennifer, go, call me when you're ready in 90 days. Well, they've lost the client. Yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So I don't, yeah, it's crazy, and I don't do that. So that's where that professional comes into. If you're a willing, able buyer or refinance person, if you're not able to do it now, I want to get you in a position where I can assist you down the road. And those are my touch points. Guess what? I follow up in 30 days, whether it be a phone call, email, or text, if not all three. I get their birthday, so I send them a birthday card. Um, I listen to their um, answers on why they can't do something. I had a death in the family. Well, I send them a, a, a um, yeah. condolence card. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if they're mm-hmm. sick, uh, I've been sick the last week, I send them a, a get well card. I mean, those are the touch points that separate um, career loan officers and realtors where they're going to beat out their competition because their competition is not 90% of those people are not doing what you should be doing, which is taking that Nordstrom experience and giving it to that client. Now, do you lose one or two? We all do. That's just the nature yeah, of the part of the business. Yeah. Part of the business. Somebody hit them at the right time. So that's where I get doing what, what my online stuff is, is I, I capture that lead and I maximize that individual who calls me off my, um, uh, YouTube, my blogs, uh, my Facebook stuff, I, I maximize that, that lead as much as I can because it costs a lot of money to get that lead to come in, whether it be free time of blogging. You don't want to let that lead go by the wayside because they know somebody that may be in the position to purchase or refund hands. Yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Good good information, very good information. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
Okay, so let's move on to for sale by owners. So, you know, this is a market that, uh, you know, it comes and goes. It's like, you know, I remember the old days when we used to do refinances by dropping off uh, um, flyers on our bicycles at 3 o'clock in the morning and putting them into the newspapers that were on the driveway in the plastic bag. I mean, that's how we did it. You know, and and they come and they go, right? So direct mail comes and goes and and things like that. And and this is how I kind of see what happens with for sale by owner. I think a lot of loan officers... um, and those that aren't in the, haven't been in the business very long probably have never done it, right? Yeah, but, exactly. But I think it comes and goes, and I think part of the reason why it doesn't stick with a lot of people is that they don't really have a strategy on how to make it really be successful without feeling that they are in direct conflict with their realtor friends and partners. So let's talk about the mindset behind the for sale by owner, and then maybe we can go into some of the tactical pieces of that um, sure. since you've been doing it for the last four years or so. Sure. The, when I started doing for sale by owners, I said, you know, here's another product, here's another avenue, here's another niche that loan officers can do. And yes, the realtors have that pushback with the loan officers and loan officers say, well, if I do this, I'm going to ruin some relationships. That's totally false. You're only going to ruin the bottom feeder realtor relationships that don't do anything anyway. So the other ones are going to see opportunities that there's a loan officer being proactive in this space that's saying that they're going to get some leads and we're going to team up. So you're going to have that. So the reason why the for sale by owners want to sell the property is the huge commissions that they don't want to pay to a listing agent or to a buyer's agent. Here, I don't know other places, but here in California, you can go up to 6%. I mean, 6% on a $300,000 house is $18,000 that the seller does not want to get rid of. So they want to hold on to that, that commission. They feel they can do it themselves. You know, we buy and sell cars all the time without a dealer. We do a lot of stuff, you know, Craigslist and Let It Go and all these other apps. We don't need a professional person to sell our stuff. So for sell by owner's mindset is they, they think they can do it themselves. Um, they do have some hurdles that they need to overcome, and that's where I found that a loan officer can provide that assistance to them. So they want to save the commission. Uh, they want. They don't want the hassle of um, uh, a realtor uh, coming and going and, and holding open houses. They want to do it um, themselves. So they want to sell it. They put it on Zillow. They put it on Craigslist. They put it on for sale by owner dot com, and that's where you find those free listings of individuals that want to sell their home. And we go at at a different angle um, that we're loan officers, so we're not calling to, to beat them up and hound them to get that commission that they don't want to pay. That's why they went for sale by owner at the very beginning. So you have the regular homeowner, Jennifer, that wants to sell their home without a realtor. You have some investors that want to sell their home. They buy and they they flip and they want to save that commission. Uh, So that's another avenue. And that's another avenue that that loan officers can pick up as investors. Well, obviously they need need an in buyer to pick up that property that they're looking to flip. So as loan officers can be that pre-qualification for that investor. You have realtors that want to sell their own property that um, don't want to pay a commission to their broker. So they ended up selling themselves. They offer, they, um, offer a buyer's agent commission, but they don't want to pay their broker any kind of commission if they put it under their brokerage. So they will sell it. So you'll come across some realtors looking to sell their properties. You'll come across some odd people, um, investors, um, hedge fund people, uh, if you want to call them a small one that um, some mm-hmm. property investors pull their money together and they want to sell them 
it, you just come across a lot of people that you do not normally come across that you will with these for sale by owners because they want to save. The biggest thing is they want to save the commission with a listing agent because there's so many avenues out there, Jennifer, that these for sale by owners can list like for sale by owner.com, like Zillow, who's obviously a monster in that space. They can list properties there for free. So why not right. give it a try? Right. So that's what they're doing. And that's where we can benefit in this space. Right. So let me ask you another question then. Um, so are you finding that, because as I'm listening to this, I'm going, who are the primary owners? I mean, on my area, the average purchase price, or the, yeah, the average sales price is 457000 um, And... Uh, so I'm I'm thinking, you know, is this, and so here's the whole question, is this more veterans because they lack equity? Is this more, because I know you work in that space or have a sensitivity to that with your family. Um, is it more um, the first time home buyer who just bought his first, you know, their first home and they're, you know, four to seven years into the home but don't have enough equity yet? Um, is it more millennial because they think they can do things on their own? Is, have you been able to determine whether there's a specific segment of the market and what type of loans they might have that would determine that? And the re- here's why I'm asking, because I have relationships with title companies that we can do specific searches in specific areas to determine who has, you know, a certain type of loan with less than 3% equity, you know, something like that, that we know that if they wanted to move, they could, but they don't even have enough money to pay the 6% commission. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, a, a range, Jennifer, from the first-time home buyers uh, doing it after a couple of years, they gain a little bit of equity, to a seasoned um, investor wanting to flip, from a retired person wanting that money. I haven't come across, there's very few that I've come across that do not have that equity, especially here in California, because the property is the way it goes. But you made a good point as um, my thing was, hey, as equity is going to get tighter, if, if we start to see a dip in the market, people need to move because of some job transfer, death in the family, a job loss or something like that, they don't have the equity and they want to post it on for sale by owner. That is more of a desperate seller that's looking for every avenue that they can help to market the property to pick up as many eyeballs as possible. But as of the last four years, I have not seen very few that, that don't have enough equity to pay um, the 6% or whatever, 4 or 5%. Um, I've seen more. It's been the spectrum of uh, retirees, older, um, older sellers who have been there for a while that do not want to pay the commission because this is maybe their fifth or sixth or seventh home that they're finally downsizing that they're like, Hey, I'm not, I've been to this game before. Real, they say realtors, not me, but they say realtors really don't do nothing but put it on the MLS and, and they get buyers all day. So why am I going to pay two to three percent to my listing agent to pick up what I can do on Zillow? Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So. So we get the mindset and, and you know, as, as loan officers, we go, okay, okay, we're, we, we're maybe, maybe in on this, you know, maybe we're buying into this thing and saying, okay, maybe I could do this, you know, maybe mm-hmm. in a specific area that you've already addressed, um, you know, I have a sweet spot for investors. That's one of my three main areas that I work in. Um, so I'm saying, hey, I kind of like this investor idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so what would be the first step if we're saying, okay, we're ready to do this, what, what do we need to do? I mean, how do we find these people? How do, we, how do we begin this? What's a script like? Do we send them things? Do we, you know, do we stop by? What, what's sort of the process that we need to be thinking about here? Well, the, the first, I do sell um, a system on how to do for sale by owner. So I already have this all laid out in my um, system, the steps, the five steps on what to do. 
uh, how to do it, how to approach it, how to follow up, how to contact, email, text, phone call, and, and what to do with these for sale by owner. So I do have a system already built out, uh, Jennifer, okay. for that. But the way you can do, first of all, is, is shift your mindset and say, hey, I am going to commit to this. And Jennifer, you know as well as I do, we all see the shiny object and we move over to that shiny object because this is yes. the thing of, the, of it right now. And yeah. it amazes me on how many loan officers I speak to on, well, that didn't work. Well, what did you do? So yeah. dive into what they do. And like you said earlier, this was come and go. You know, if you, if you, like you said, if you stick with one pillar, like your investor group, and you stick with it and, and, and give it that um, 100% effort all the time, then it's, we all know something's going to pan out, and it will pan out because of you laying the groundwork. Next thing you know, Jennifer, I've been doing for sale by owners that people bought from one another, and they said, hey, I found you over here. I found you over here. I remember you from an email. I remember you from a letter. And guess what? Now I can control and say, hey, here's an escrow company you can pick. Here's a title company you can pick. Um, and I do the loan form. So I just picked up um, affiliates that I can send them to, hey, call my escrow officer, you know, talk to them, call my title people, talk to them. So, I mean, I'm not playing a real role at that point. I'm giving them some names and numbers to call. But right. the way you can find them is, is um, Zillow. They don't, they don't print. Not too many people do print ads anymore. Anything. Yeah. But the three main sites that I find them on are um, Zillow. Because um, Zillow will, will populate over to Trulia. So don't waste your time on Trulia. Because if they post it on Zillow, the for sale by owner is going on Trulia. So Zillow. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Craigslist is a good um, place. There's, there's other sites, but the top three ones, Zillow, Craigslist, and for sale by owner, not owners, but for sale by owner.com, there's free um, marketing, and you can contact those people via email through those uh, sites. And guess what, Jennifer? You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for the Zillow leads to come in. You just go on there. you got to set up, obviously, a, uh, your site on Zillow, which you should have anyway, the phone right. officer. But those are the three free sites that you can get data from that you don't have to pay for. Yeah. So that's okay. So you go there and you get these sites and what mm-hmm. do you start doing? Just doing some searching and saying who's, who's doing, because obviously Zola has um, recommendations. Yes. Yeah. They have all kinds of filters. So yeah. yeah. Same thing with the better word for me. <laughs> yeah, you go through your, your top filters on the top, you go to buy, you go to your filters and you pick what you want. Uh, the loan amount. I, I don't pick million-dollar listings, and you're not going to find too many million-dollar listing um, people list because they go, I don't have the time. Million-dollar people don't have the time to sit here and hold an open house. They, you might have one right. or two, but I don't go after the million-dollar people because a million-dollar home is going to have a million-dollar buyer, and I am not. Our company's just not built for jumbo products. We are the county right. moment. So that's below. really that's really a good point. You know, so this is a filter for us also, you know, is not to go after. So I would say, look, if you guys aren't really good at investors and you don't have um, lender investors that allow for more than 10 properties, right? Correct. Then maybe you don't go after investors. No, nope. don't go after I mean, if you want to go after manufactured homes, if you want to go after lots, if you want to go after small yeah. family, I mean, if that's your niche, then go after them. But I just stick with SFR condo and townhouses. Those are my niche. So I stick with those. Right. I stick with my county loan limit up to whatever it is at that time. And right now I can, I say around 500,000 and I go around a hundred thousand because we have some desert communities that do have condos for 95, $75,000. I, you don't want to put that much effort into a $95,000 condo and who people are going to no. buy that first. Yeah. First time home buyers and an investor might buy that. So you don't want to go after them or investors trying to flip that, that uh, property. So I go through my filters. I go through, I leave my bedroom bath count alone. I leave those, um, 
uh, zero and zero uh, due to my property type. So I will go through to all three of those sites and take those filters out so I'm not sending out just blast emails. And then I have a, a script that I send them. I cut and paste the script um, inside uh, the each contact form of those three sites and I press contact and um, connect with them and it sends them an email. I wait a couple days because remember, Realtors are going after the FISBOs for sale by owners as well. And the minute they post right. it on Zillow where these sites, they're getting hounded and bombarded by investors who want to lowball their offer, by realtors who yeah. want to post it. Yeah, and there's a reason okay. why they went there's a reason why they went FISBO is to get away from those individuals. Right. And I'm not gonna be all I'm gonna be, and I've learned this, oh I'm gonna call them right now. Well I'm their fifth call in a matter of thirty minutes and I'm just I'm a I'm a ring that they don't want to hear. Yeah. So right. I I subtly go in and I I contact them via email first. Then I contact I mail a letter to them. Um, mm-hmm. I go on title profile. I get who owns the property. I mail them something in the mail with my business card. So I'm I'm, I'm laying my groundwork subtly, not pressuring them because we all you don't want to be pressured on anything, Jennifer. Like I don't want to be pressured on anything. So mm-hmm. I lay my groundwork with a letter. I lay I lay my groundwork with an email. Then I'll follow up with a text. Texters, you know, everybody gets a text. It gets a little annoying sometimes, but it's laying the groundwork. And if they contact me, which they do, through the email, through the mail, or through a text, hey, there's a willing and able buyer. And Jennifer, that it costs me nothing to do but, obviously, the the stamp and an envelope and a business card. That's costing me, what, a dollar to send that out? And the text doesn't cost me anything, and the email doesn't cost me anything. So um, I lay all that groundwork, and I try to do it as, as affordable as possible. The only thing it's costing me is, the, like I said, stamp an envelope and a business card. Um, and if they call me through one of those three avenues, I got a good buyer that I can um, present options or seller that I can present options to that I can be a part of their marketing plan to pick up as many buyers as possible, and I want to be that first point of contact. I have realtors call me. I have investors call me. I have people uh, call me from all over the United States wanting to obviously move back into California, and they're searching all sites, especially Zillow, and to get a phone call from them, I'm that first line of offense for them to call me, and I'm capturing that those leads from uh, from that posting that I'm doing. So that's where, where I'm after. And you've got other avenues, um, which I'm sure we'll dive in a little bit later, but that's my main premise is the FISBOs, market them. Um, this is a good niche that loan officers can get into and, and prosper from, as long as you just stick with it. It doesn't take that much time. At the beginning, it's going to take you a little bit of time to get used to it, Jennifer, but after that, it's like, okay, I need to do this today. Then you're done for the week with the FISBOs. Then next week, you you know, continue to do it and take a day. Maybe Mondays you work your FISBOs. Maybe Tuesday you work your FISBOs. And it's not that hard to do once you get it going. Right. Yeah. So you've got to create a system and have your time blocks, et cetera. Yes. Okay. So I have a couple questions about what you mentioned. Um, so first of all, are there any issues with compliance and spam as it relates to you doing this email? Now, I understand you're on Zillow. They have they put their house on Zillow, so they expect mm-hmm. that people are going to be contacting them. But is there any issue with, with um, spamming them? In that particular arena, I was just it, a little, you know, yellow flag, flag came up with me on that. Well, see. I don't do the regular. So when, because when I do post the house, it's if I find them on Craigslist, yeah. it's not a regular email now. When I post, when I get them off Craigslist, then I'm able to go into Zillow and post the, the house on there. Um, I get emails from realtors that it's defaulted. It says, I am interested in this property. I go, oh, that's a realtor calling me. So I don't. They're going to notice that, too. The, the seller is going to notice that these are the standard emails that people are going to send me that are 
want me to list. So I cut and paste my standard verbiage to them, and I mentioned to them I am not a loan officer within the first few uh, words. I am not a loan officer. So they continue to read my uh, email that, that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a loan officer looking to help market your property. So I stay in compliance that way. Is I'm not looking for any money from these people. I just want to market the property. I want to get the green lights from them to say, heck, I, I got another person that's going to help me market. Which, and I obviously get all the FAQs from buyers or sellers. Why do you want to do that? What's in it for you kind of thing. So I, I give them my, my um, spiel on why I'm here to, to assist them on marketing their property. And, I, and then I go into that after. Um, so that's all great. Thank you so much for answering that. So the next question I have is, given the fact that you're, you know, becoming more and more online and going techie and everybody else is, you know, working in that direction, have you thought about doing videos or would there not be an ability to cut and paste or copy and paste a video into that rather than uh, just words into an email or not a letter, but an email? Correct. Through You can't do it through Zillow. They won't allow you to do I tried that. I wanted to hyperlink a video to say, hey, check out what I do. Zilla won't do right. that. And I, tried, I tried to do something a little bit different, um, but I do go, hey, go check out this uh, website. But they weren't going there. So if I send them a regular email, which you cannot capture their email through Zillow, the only way to contact the homeowner, the seller at that point, is through Zillow. So you won't get their, their email. Whereas Craigslist, you'll get an email from, you can get in their get their generic email or Gmail or a Hotmail account in the for sale by owner.com. It's all through that site, so you cannot get their email at all. Wow. That's, okay. that's where, though, Jennifer, that's, you've got to send a letter. You can send them a letter, which is in my uh, member's area. You can send them a letter. You can, you can direct them to go somewhere, the benefits on why using you, the FAQs, um, why consumers want to utilize a mortgage professional to help market their property. So, yeah, I've, I've tried all those avenues, and I wish that it did. Now, if you send them a text, which is also um, a step that you do a couple days later, you, you can send them a text, and you can obviously hyperlink a video or, or site or a landing page you want them to go to. So you can do that via right. text, but not inside the lower or um, for sale by owner.com. can't do it in there. Right. Okay. All right. Well, it was worth asking because I know someone who's listening is going, but what about? So hopefully I'm yeah. covering all the angles for this. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, so you've started making that conversation with them. What do you do from a, a tangible perspective? And I'm assuming that, you know, you're looking for, a, you know, specific areas and maybe uh, through zip codes or something so that you're not um, too far away. And, and the only reason why I'm saying that is I'm, I am asking the question, you know, since you do most of your business online, it, you don't really care where these homes are because you have no intent of going there and helping them with an open house or, you know, anything like that? Or, um, you know, are you planning on having some type of a, uh, for sale by owner package that you provide to them that helps them, uh, you know, list the people when they have an open house or the steps to do an open house and what happens after it? Exactly. I, I, I can do the whole state of California. And if you want to sit on your, your computer and email every single one of these people in Zillow Craigslist and uh, for sale by owner, Com. So just send the emails and texts. Um, you can do that um, and not send any kind of mail piece out. Then you're, obviously your, your contact is going to go way, way down because they're not going to respond to that first email. And you don't want to sit there and continue to email. If you want to stay really hyper-local where they can come to your office to pick up that home buyer's kit or where they can pick up open house flyers, um, that's my main avenue is I want to get me out there. And I can do the whole state of California, and I can email them 
a payment file because what a lot of questions the for sale by owner asks when they hold an open house if they do is what's the payment? How do I figure payment? Well, right. give me a couple of pictures and let me do a flyer. Let me do a payment calculator and send you my flyer. Well, guess what's on the flyer? All my contact information. And then you kind of, hey, I'm here to, to help um, pre-qualify that buyer because you don't have that realtor there to look over the, um, the assets, the income, or anything like that. I, I'm here to assist your buyer looking to purchase your home. I can do the home loan. And that's where the, the smart loan officer has got to come into it, Jennifer, and say, hey, your property is in a USDA lending area. Hey, did you know that VA, if you talk to a veteran, they can buy your house at 100% financing. So if they say, I don't have the money down, you've got to help coach that seller along to let them know about programs in their area, the home possible, the home ready, the USDA, the VA, some down payment assistance programs. Now, down payment assistance is not going to work on a $600,000 house. It might work on a, on a, two, on a 250 house. So, and that's probably 250 is going to be your first time home buyer. So you as a loan officer has got to help that, that seller um, educate themselves on, on the programs. So they go, hey, my loan officer, Nathan Rufty, knows about down payment. Why don't you give them a call? That's what the ultimate goal here is to do. And guess what? That seller is going to move somewhere. And you right. can assist that seller on that next. Yeah. So that's the main goal here. And then they're going to tell their friends and family on how smooth this transaction was and you were able to sell your house without a realtor. And they were going to say, oh, who did you use? I mean, it's just a snowball effect at that point. Right. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, there used to be a, and there still is, I, I know a couple of loan officers who do this, is that the tactic, you know, of... And I don't, want to, I don't want to say that anybody's doing this with their clients. We do not want to confuse our, our clients, correct? Correct. But, but when you sort of uh, feed the seller through a fire hose about all the different things that are available out there, they start needing you more mm-hmm. as a result exactly. of, yeah, of making sure, you know, did you know about this? Did you know about that? You know, and they're like, oh, my gosh, maybe I shouldn't have it for sale by owner. No, that's not the case. Maybe you need to have me as that partner. Correct. To, to market the to market the property, not let market the property. Yeah, I want to get that across. We are not here to negotiate sales price, negotiate commission. No. Yeah. Any kind of, yeah, we're here to help market their property and assist with finding that qualified buyer um, to purchase um, their property. Obviously, the sellers have to do their due diligence when it comes to all the legality of the forms and whatnot. Um, right. But, yeah, so that's what I'm after is picking up the buyers. And if the buyers don't like that house, guess what? You've already got them pre-qualified. They may buy another house. And guess what? Yeah. They may need the services of a realtor that on you... On the buy side. On the yeah. buy side. And you yeah. can refer them to one of your local realtors that i got a pre-qualified buyer. So this is uh-huh. other avenues. We're just not trying to sell the property. as That's our main focus. But our other focus is, hey, this can lead into this avenue of, of a buyer. This can lead into... Uh, getting realtor relationship. This can lead in getting this and this, and that's where loan officers got to go. Well, physical doesn't work. Well, are you looking at the broader scope of working with right. the for sale by owner, or are you just thinking about, oh, I got to do all this work to get what? That's not the premise here. So, yeah, Jennifer, we professional loan officers are going to see the bigger picture than just what this little house can or can't do for you. They're going to look at this house can do these things for me. And stay in compliance, obviously, and, and, and do what you do as a professional loan officer, and things will you know, pan out for the better. Right. So do you use any other, do you use any, what is the software that you use for your open house spreadsheets and things like that? What are, what are you using these days? I use our company um, signs us up with OSI, so it, uh, yeah. it gets 
pictures. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I use OSI. Yeah, I use them, and okay. and I send them some uh, some flyers, and I can send that um, via email to them, and they can print it. Or if it's local, um, I print it out 25 and say, hey, Mr. Rogers, come by my office. I'm here, located on da 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 da. Pick up your flyers. Pick up some business cards. Um, and they see the office, and if they put a name to a face and see that you're you're a real person, and yeah. yeah, you know, something that's just it solidifies your relationship with that individual, and that's the one thing. If you want to go the whole state, whatever you're working in, it you know you can do it. You might get that one person a hundred miles away that's going to work with you on things via via the email because that's the way everything's going, anyways. Or you work with the local community of where you're at. And that's going to pick up steam because realtors are going to see that. Um, your other uh, loan officers are going to see that. Your other, the homeowners are going to see that. They're going to tell their friends. And if you're just right down the street, they can come visit you. But, yeah, being local is obviously going to secure more business than trying to do it afar. Right, right. Um, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, so what, what else would you like to tell us about this? I know that you have a product, so we'll talk about that at the very end, but what is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about what you've learned um, in implementing this and putting it in action that would streamline the process uh, from a not, – not streamline the process to get business faster, I'm ta- and we all want that, but I'm talking about streamlining the process as far as the forms that are needed. And I know, you, again, I know you have the whole product, but is there anything that you'd like to tell us what you learned about this is like don't do this because it doesn't work? Don't, don't try to negotiate anything. That's, the, that's why I keep reiterating. Okay. Don't negotiate the sales price. And if they say, hey, what do you think? My house can sell for because a lot of the homeowners, mm-hmm. these poor sell by owners, what I've learned is they think their houses work X and it's really not. So what you can do as a loan officer is go, I go to titleprofile.com, I print out some things and say, hey, here's some sold properties in your area. Um, if that doesn't tell them much, then I say, hey, can I have a realtor do a CMA and send that over to you? And because a lot of the times they don't, they, they go, this is a bigger um, um, bite than I can do on selling my house. I need a professional to do it. So you're right there in line also and say, hey, I can refer you to one of my realtor partners, the one that did the CMA, if you're fine with them. Um, they can come over and you guys can talk and, and see if they're a good fit for you to list your property. Um, so you've already got that foot in the door with them. They already should be trusting you at this point. So if you refer a good agent to go list their property, um, now you've got a good, you've got a, you're building that realtor relationship. We've all heard that before is realtors, they'll, they'll leave you for something because you didn't communicate. Well, this product, this niche that you have chosen, the main focus obviously is to uh, help market the property and, and benefit you, but the other benefits are you're helping the seller um, sell their property, you're picking up buyers that you can refer to an agent, and if that seller doesn't um, want to sell anymore because it's too much trouble, you can refer them to one of your real estate realtor partners. But how I streamlined it is I sit down, Jennifer and I do pick that one day and just say, hey, this is what I'm going to do for the next hours, work my FISBO stream. This is what I'm going to do and talk to the consumer. Um, the biggest one is they, they want to save the commission. So that's your main focus is you don't want them to spend any more money than what they right. don't want to spend because that's why they didn't go with a realtor. So if you can market their property uh, and stay in compliance on marketing through, um, I now I pushed this gentle way beyond. I mean, I've created a whole website. I've done videos, uh, a Facebook site. I mean, I've done it all, but you don't need to do that. I found that that you don't need to go to the extreme like I've done. The little subtle things, I'm showing communication to the, to the seller that 
you want to be their loan officer, their go-to loan officer when they have a buyer that walks in because the buyers are not driving around anymore looking at for sale signs or open houses signs. They're going right. online and finding their search first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you find if they find that home for sale um, by owner on Zillow, which most people go to, then guess what? That person's going to call that homeowner, and that homeowner should be calling you, hey. Nathan, I have uh, these couple coming over, first-time home buyers that need down payment assistance. So that's where you, as a professional, must coach the um, seller to ask these specific questions. And you can hand them, hey, ask, ask these questions of the of the potential buyer, and you give them a, a form to do that. You can email it to them, you can mail it to them. So you really can engage with that seller and be that go-to person, and uh, they'll refer you a lot of people because you help save them X amount of dollars, and they're going to like that. Right. Okay. Well, and I see how client-centric you are, and this really does get back to the Nordstrom approach that you're talking about, um, you know, is that it's very client-centric and not, um, you know, the concern, the, the concern isn't for what isn't going to happen with a realtor relationship because you've done that, you know, because you've approached for, uh, for sale by owners, you know, that now you're not going to have a relationship with a realtor. The approach is more having, having a... Um, you know, blind eye to that, and the approach is looking more towards serving a client that likes that's looking to save money, and then gathering and getting additional prospects from that as well. Exactly. Yep. How many referrals do you think you get, or I shouldn't say referrals? How many contacts or leads do you get from open houses that real that uh, owners are having? If and then I guess the second question would be, are they even having open houses if if homes are kind of flying off the market? Are they having them that you're not able to uh, really, I mean, in a certain extent, I, extent, I kind of want the house not to be as marketable as, <laughs> you know, yeah. so that we'd at least have some time to have an open house so that I could get a few more leads from the people that are coming and looking at yeah. it rather than just, you know, working with the seller. So what, what's that look like? What has happened there in the last four years? I've seen it um, dwindle because the sellers do know that if you put it on Zillow, it's gonna, their eyeballs are going to be seen on that property um, before they were having open houses. So when you go on Zillow, and that's why I keep referring to Zillow because homes.com uh, or for sale by um, owner.com and Craigslist doesn't have this when there's notification. So on Zillow, if there's a change on the, on the property when pending, the property had a price reduction or an open house, you will get notified um, once you save that property after you email the homeowner that, hey, this, this person's having an open house. And I send them an email that say, hey, you have an open house. Let me do an open house flyer. A lot of consumers want a no payment. Um, you can hold an open house. You can call that, that owner and say, can I have an open house with you because we're going to have a lot of buyers coming in that may not be pre-qualified. Can I be there with you? Now, that's taken, taken a step further that you can do it, an open house with them. But I'm seeing over the last year, Jennifer, they're, they're not as much as they were three and four years ago because, right. like I said, they're putting it on Zillow and the houses are flying. Now, when the market shifts, then, yeah, they're, you're going to see more open houses from these people. And I, you know what I did? I went out and bought some for sale or open house signs house for sale signs at Home Depot and stuck them in a lawn to have a directional to go to the, to the buyer's home if they were local and I had time over the weekend. Um, the seller's I would, home, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and did an open house with them um, and hung out with them and got to know them um, because a lot of times they don't want to leave because you're, you know, you're not signing a contract with them and you're not a realtor. Um, they want to kind of be there and you're just there for support. You're there for um, um, helping out buyers uh, come in and get qualified. Uh, some weekends are great, some weekends aren't. I mean, that's just the Realtors have the same issues that you're going to have if you go that open house rate route. But 
I'm starting to see not a lot of them are having the open houses. Now, that's here in California. Like I said, every market's going to be different. Right, right. Yeah, and I and, and of course, and this podcast is national, so some some people aren't going to see that as well. So, so right. it's really just you know another opportunity to capitalize. And of course, any time that we meet anyone and put them in our database, it's an op- we have the opportunity to expand into their entire network if if we do it right. So exactly. it's never about the one deal; it's about the opportunities before. Okay, so what would you like to leave us with today? Well, a couple things is I don't go after physical say, hey, list your houses if for sale by all, let me help you. It's right. just, there's too much selling involved. You don't want to do that. These people have already made the mindset that they're going to sell their home as a for sale by owner. You're going to get some military calls that are not going to be uh, in your favor, but then there's going to be a lot more that are saying, oh, my God, this is a proactive loan officer who's generating their own business, and that's what my main focus, and Jennifer, your main focus has been for years, is have that sort of energy around yourself. Don't rely on this affiliate, this affiliate, this affiliate for business, because if you do, you're, you're going to die on the vine. And I'm talking to a lot of loan officers, just one today that said he's getting out of business after 14 years because he relied on other people to give him business, which is not the right way to go. If you're a professional career loan officer, you must pick these avenues like direct mail, like a for sale by owner. So don't get discouraged by a realtor who calls you up and says, hey, these for sale by owners are, are for, for realtors. Really? Where, where'd that contract come from? I did sign up for that. This this FISBOS is for loan officers to help market this person's property. We're not listing it. So don't get discouraged. I've had those phone calls from realtors and just got to brush them off, but I've had more positive phone calls and, and people. Yeah. yeah. And realtors want to come meet me saying, what are you doing? How can you team up? Because realtors know eventually these guys and gals, sellers may need a, a professional realtor, and you've already got that foot in the door, and you can refer that realtor to them to, to list that seller's property. So it's just this opens up a lot more streams to get leads into one particular loan officer. So if you stick to it, it it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. But the, the word of Thing. caution here is don't act like a realtor because we're not. I'm a licensed realtor here in California. I had to be many years ago for being a broker, a loan officer, but I don't practice real estate. So it's hung under my company's uh, license. I don't do real estate. I do loans. And that's what I tell the consumer is I'm here to assist marketing your property to pick up as many buyers as we can to purchase your home. That's the main focus here. Right. And oh, by the way, when you sell this property, where are you moving? And I'm downsizing. Great. Can I facilitate a, a loan for you on that property? I mean, if you sound and, and act genuine to these people, which you should be, they're going to see that and they're going to know that you're out for their best interest, not yours. And they think realtors are out for their own best interest, not the sellers. That's why they have chosen the for sale by owner. So you need to know that mindset as a loan officer that, hey, you already got a foot in the door because you don't want any money from these people. Mm-hmm. You just want to help them market the house. So if you go in with that, you're not asking them to sign contracts and spend any money. You will do all the, the legwork for them and not spend any of your own money. Basically, you're just you're doing a lot of stuff, you know, for free when you when you get that chance to market the property. Right. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. So tell us how can we if someone's interested in this, how can they get this package? Um, you got that link. I'll, I'll uh, you have that link. I'll send you so you have it in your podcast. Um, but if you go to mortgagemarketingpros.com. Um, uh-huh. it's, going to be, it's going to be right there. I have it all laid out. I have the handouts, the 101 tips to sell your house, curb appeals so they can send it to the, 
the seller themselves so they can have that put in the door. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you have that best interest out for that person, and that's what I have in that um, uh, for physical domination system, is how to approach, how to get, and how to post the home um, for for sale uh, online. It's all in my physical domination system at mortgagemarketingpros.com. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Sounds great. So we will make sure that we put that link there. And um, so if you're interested in getting that, you can go there. It's not very expensive. So this is something, you know, I mean, again, I always feel this way because I also have a lifetime membership that I sell and I always feel like, you know, you can, you can do it yourself. You can hire someone else or you can just take Mm -hmm. someone's system and run with it. It's a better cost effective way to do things. And if you need to tweak it, I'm sure that the letters come in in word format and you can change the name, right? Change the words. So, um, okay. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you again, Nathan, for joining us. It's really um, important that we just look at every type of way to network and to, I mean, to network, to build business, to lead generate so that we're not just all about referrals, which are great, but we're also doing, you know, our own client acquisition and, um, so that we can, you know, don't have to rely on everybody all the time. So I thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Jennifer, for allowing me the opportunity. Like I said before, on your platform, you have a a huge platform of of, uh, great listeners, and and I'm sure they find benefits on everything that you you put out there to them. Well, thank you. I hope so. I hope so. So listen, uh, you never know. I mean, this is a one-sided thing. It's it's hard because you you never know what's going on. But um, I want to thank everybody for listening in again, and we'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.